and 39 of the Multifamily Collective, where it is my mission to tease out human potential in the multifamily space. And I'm your host, Mike Brewer, and I have a very special guest with us today. He is known as The Water Guy, which we will get into, but his name is Paul Marks. Um, Paul serves as the National Director of Strategic Accounts for eConserve. Uh, he also hosts a world famous, I'm going to call it a world famous radio show, uh, where he is the host and the producer. The radio show is known as Multi Family Matters, and he has celebrities and rock stars on there every single week. Uh, we will make sure to link up in the show notes. Uh, so you have links to the Multi Family Matters show. It is definitely worth checking out. It is uh, the uh, Paul and his guests drop value there every single week, things that are actionable. Uh, he is very good about making his guests tell stories that are applicable to the things you do on a daily basis. So definitely tune into that at some point. So, Paul, welcome to the show. Mike, thank you so much. It's it's so interesting for me to be on the other side of the microphone for once. I appreciate <laughs> you having me. You know, and I, I definitely do appreciate you coming on. Uh, and I, and I thank you for the opportunity to be on your show, I think, three times now. It's yeah. it's just a blast. I will tell you, the in-person version of it is my favorite version, right. but uh, obviously COVID has impacted that in some way. But uh, yeah. well, let's dive in, Paul. Um, Paul, our mission at Multifamily Collective is to really tease out human potential, as spoken in the lead-in. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to know how you became known as the water guy. <laughs> Well, it's, 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 to me, it's an interesting story, um, and, and it, not totally original on my part, but uh, I've, I've been providing water conservation solutions to the multifamily industry for over 18 years now, and typically it'll say 40 to 60% of, of a multifamily assets uh, water and sewer expense on an annual basis. Uh, I had a client, uh, I'm headquartered in Houston, Texas. I had a client in Houston, Texas who owned about 11 properties here. And he had a problem that didn't relate to what I did, but he called me on the phone and he said, I need your help. I need to find a solution. And I told him, I said, look, Peter, I, this is something that you need, but but we don't do that. That's That's not my area. He goes, yeah, but it's water and you're the water guy. So, uh, so I, I decided to adopt that. I thought that was very original on his part. So I, I've been known for the water guys. As a matter of fact, yesterday I got a call from a, a, a company uh, to, to uh, have them help me. They wanted my help in finding something on a property or an asset in North Carolina. And um, so I've been spending my time just trying to resource uh, people I know in the industry to see if what they want can be done. And it has nothing to do with what I provide, but 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 I'm the water guy, so I, I do that. I love it. Thank you for telling that. And doesn't it really speak to the idea that those individuals in the multifamily space, and I'm sure this is true across all industries, but those individuals who become known as the people who can provide solutions and or solve problems are really the ones that are of high value uh, in, in their industries, in their spaces. And, and goes to the point of, if, if you want to accelerate the pace of your career, look around for the problems and then be the solution person, right? Go put the solutions in place. So, uh, Paul, you you host, and I, and I literally mean that. I think your show, uh, you have a, a diverse set of uh, people that come on the show. Um, but can you 
talk to us about the origin of Multifamily Matters. It's it's interesting that you're the water guy, but you also host a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, uh, it is kind of unusual, um, but it really uh, is something that I decided to do to fill a need that I saw was that was there. Um, for clarification purposes, for your viewers, uh, Multifamily Matters is a radio show. It is actually broadcast over the radio. Um, there are a lot of podcasts that are out there. There's just like what we're doing today. Uh, but this is actually broadcast once a week. It's a weekly radio show. It's an hour long. And it is solely dedicated to multifamily industry operations. And that's what kind of differentiates what I do from a lot of the podcasts that I see out there where people are trying to get investors and, and, and try and find people to, to invest in properties. Uh, there's plenty of those out there. But, but to me, there was a need, uh, and we're in our fourth year now of doing this uh, w- once a week, every week. Um, it, it, it's, it, I have a background um, growing up. My father uh, founded an advertising agency uh, that was very successful here in, in Houston, Texas, in 1940. And so I grew up in the advertising business. Um, and, and from that, I would go to radio stations, television stations with him to do certain things that he would do over the years. So I never was intimidated, intimidated by that. And I saw that there was a need to talk about multifamily operations. And so I had the idea, I kind of molded over for about a year and then I just jumped in and, and made the decision to do it. And, and um, I, I've been shocked at the at the reception that we've got. I mean, you said world famous, you know, that, that's, that's pushing it a little bit. But, but I'm shocked that, that we're doing a, a radio station in Houston, Texas. And I get emails from people in the multifamily industry in Canada saying how much they enjoyed listening to the show. And even you originally reached out to me to, you know, and being in Atlanta and it's broadcast in Houston, but you could listen to it on any device from anywhere in the world while it's being broadcast or on iHeartRadio. And and then of course it serves as a podcast because on our website, we have every episode archived that someone can go back and listen to. So yeah, it's, it's, it was a need that I saw for the industry uh, to, to bring something to the people on the operations side. Well, I will tell you, having been a guest and certainly a consumer of, of the show, uh, and I was telling Janet, I know we you interviewed us yesterday uh, for oh. your show, but I told Janet, he Paul has a real uh, expertise in making you feel comfortable. There was a little bit of a concern, you know, first time on a radio show, sure. what to expect, and but you you have really uh, turned it into an art form in terms of making uh, the guests feel comfortable, asking great questions, teasing out uh, the stories that really back up those those lessons that you're trying to give to your audience. I just think you do a tremendous job, and I, I really thank you for serving. Actually, I just having the courage to serve that niche. Uh, yeah. it's, it's very very cool. Well, well, uh, well, for let's say four and a half years plus minus of episodes uh, weekly. My imagination tells me that you've uh, sort of discerned some themes, some big themes over the years that have come out of those interviews. Can you speak to our audience about uh, some of those things that you've learned over the last four and a half years? Oh, wow. It's it, 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 <laughs> it's hard to get over uh, 
the, the last year. I mean, sure. the, 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 this, <laughs> I, I, I remember, you know, for the first three years that we were, that we were doing the show, you know, we had a different kind of topic every week, but in the last year, it's all basically either been about or touched on the pandemic and how people are operating during the pandemic, how their operations have been affected. Um, you know, what, some of the big things that I, that I have seen come through and, and, and we talked about it prior to the pandemic, but I think this is where conversations are going to be going is exactly um, what we learn from the pandemic when it comes to technology mm-hmm. and and how that is going to change, how, how what we were forced to do during mm-hmm. the pandemic is going to change the way we work in the future in multifamily. Uh, virtual touring. I mean, I you know I don't need to tell you about all this, but but uh, <laughs> you know, also, obviously virtual touring and, and and how it affects the marketing and leasing. Uh, uh, you know the, the the another topic that we've talked on that we've discussed a couple of times and touched on a couple of times has been about uh, you know five G and how that is going to affect yeah. the industry and that there is a concern amongst some folks uh, that five uh, G. It doesn't penetrate walls and windows. And I'm not an expert on 5G, but this is what my guests have said. And 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 basically, it, it, it's you know it, it could cause a problem because the residents are going to demand connectivity, and the 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 owners of the assets are going to have to decide if they're going to invest in the repeaters or the devices that help create that connectivity. But the but the flip side to that is there's an opportunity to make it an amenity to the property that you can actually generate revenue from. Uh, right. So, so I think that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because if everything changes to 5g, people are going to have to, to deal with that. That's right. And it, yeah, I think, you know, for the longest time, 5g was a marketing it was really more marketing than it was real world application. But I think to speak to your point with COVID, there's been an accelerated pace of all these technologies. And so we're coming to this crescendo moment where consumer demand is going to force yeah. owners. COVID is forcing owners and where you're going to have to figure that out uh, fairly rapidly because people will expect it. And uh, it would be a disadvantage to you if you don't have it. Um, right. Uh, so, so I, I agree. Those are those are major themes. I think another theme that might be born out of that that might be interest, an interesting topic to discuss at a later date is the the mental health impact that COVID yeah. has had, you know, from the site level to the corporate level to certainly our business partners and, and our investors. It's it's taken a toll on everyone. That that'll be a topic Absolutely. we should talk about at some point. But yeah. uh, how about how about memorable guests uh, or people that just really stick out in your mind for either delivering the value or just great characters or great people to interview? I'll tell you, uh, the, a, a few come to mind. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're saying besides yourself. I would not say that. <laughs> but but I, would, I, would, I would tell you that one of the most memorable guests I have, it, it, it really was kind of a strange situation, was, uh, you know, in the first part of, you know, as you know, the, our show is in four segments That's and right. uh, that take up the hour. And in the first segment, we got through the first segment and we took a break for the commercials and we started taping the second segment. And I could hear a door open and close on the other end. They were calling in uh, on the phone 
And she had started having a conversation with a gentleman uh, that I could hear. And my the engineer in the radio station is kind of hold, holding his hands up. What's going on? And also she said, she said, excuse me, but I cannot do this anymore. Our legal department just said that I'm not cleared to discuss anything. And it wasn't like we were doing a 60 minutes expose. We were just talking about a, a topic. And you would think that someone would clear that before they agreed to be a guest. But, but we ended up having to stop right there and then scrambled to get another guest to finish up the show the next day. So that was a memorable situation. I wouldn't say it was a great, a great guest, but I can tell you that, that two, two, two shows that we did really stick out in my mind. Uh, a third now because of the one we just did. Mm-hmm. But, but to me that when we're dealing with things that have a social impact on our industry, um, we did a, uh, a show, um, on, um, domestic violence and how it, uh, it, uh, how it, how it affects the multifamily industry as far as the residents who may be victims of domestic violence, how to train your on-site teams to be able to recognize that, to go get help, how to approach someone who may be a victim to try and get them help. And, and this whole thing was done by someone who you may very well know in the industry was Wendy Drucker of Drucker and Falk. Yes. And, and, and Wendy had, a, had kind of an initiative. She started a challenge for the industry to get involved. And we had her on the show to talk about it and also had someone on the show with her who was from a shelter that helped uh, uh, victims of domestic violence. So that was one. The second one was a, was a show that we did um, uh, with on diversity inclusion early on before everything that, that's happened in the last year. And that was with Stephanie Anderson, who was at the time with the National Apartment Association. Right. Uh, obviously, you and and Janet and, and your organization were on uh, yesterday for a show that'll be aired uh, this this coming Saturday to talk about diversity inclusion. Your your personal journey, your your company's personal journey with diversity inclusion. I think shows like that that have a social impact that really affect the industry are very very important and and the, to me they're memorable. And then on the, the last thing I will tell you is I had a show obviously being headquartered in Houston, being active over the years in the local Houston Apartment Association, you know, there's, there are these industry icons. And I actually had three legends on the show at one time. Uh, Sue Ann Tinsley, who's active in the industry with Day Rise Residential, uh, Jerry Winograd, who is uh, with Judwin Properties, and Eileen Sabinski, who at the time was retired. I think she's come out of retirement now. All three were past presidents of the Houston Apartment Association, as well as members of the Hall of Fame, just to get them together in a room in the studio and have them tell stories about how they started in the industry and got to where they are, I think was a great lesson for, for people who, who want to move forward in the industry. So those were memorable moments. You know, I, I love you sharing that. That um, It just brought to mind for me that you know, the, the future of this industry is really built on people who are willing to share like that on or in venues like the one that, that you are platforms like the one that you've created. And it's, uh, you know, that that knowledge base, um, it, it's like there's this this team of individuals who have sort of built modern day property management as we knew it. But then there is this 
youthful generation that has come right along and they're they're sort of entering that kind of call it the teenage years or their early 20s uh, if, if we're thinking about the path of growing up and they're ready right they're prepared they have the want to to become leaders in the multifamily space and i just love it when we we have people of great wisdom who right. <laughs> grew up in this business willing to share and and uh Put the lessons out there that they learned so that those that are coming up behind can uh maybe not make the same mistakes <laughs> yes uh, that, that they did so um you know you mentioned uh i was going to ask a question about what you see coming or impacting the multifamily space in the next 36 months but i think we hit on three yeah. big ones uh you mentioned podcasts i'm going to skip that question i'm going to talk uh over the past 18 months I've seen this sort of just explosion of multifamily podcasts that have come onto the scene. And I have to believe in my heart of hearts that you have sort of blazed a trail. You're obviously very good at what you do. There is an art as well as a science to this um, in terms of being an interviewer and really teasing out stories from people. Um, what kind of advice would you give to maybe some of our viewers or listeners that uh, are making their way into the podcast space, which I'm likening to the radio space in some ways? Uh, that's a great question. And I can tell you that my advice would be you need to know who your listeners are. You, you, need, to, you need to understand who you're trying to reach. And, and then when you design a show, design it so that it's going to be of interest to them. Uh, that's the way you would grow your listenership or your viewership. If it's a video podcast, um, it, you know, in my case for the, for the radio show, I have a, uh, subscribers list of people who receive a weekly email from us that drives them to listen to the show from the standpoint of, of, um, announcing what the topic is and who the guests are. So if the topic strikes somebody, they'll say, hey, I want to listen to that. Or if they know the guest or have heard of that guest or they think it would be an interesting show, they're going to listen to it. Uh, that's how I drive listeners to the show mm -hmm. and to the radio show. And and that list is now, um, it's been growing organically for the last four years, but it's now about 35,000 subscribers. Wow. So, so. And, and it's all over North America. Um, you know, I mean, mm. so, so it, it, to me, it's, it, that's, that's the advice is have a show, know your listeners, you know, just don't talk for the sake of talking. Right. right. And, 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 and one other thing I'll say, and, and, and this is kudos to you and, and other people, just listen, just listen and ask questions. Nobody wants to hear the host, <laughs> you know, just talk about things. They want to hear the guests. So, so, so to me, you know, and, and I got to tell you this, uh, you know, four year, four plus years or th three plus years in my fourth year of doing this, uh, you know, with a weekly one hour radio show, I don't know if there's such a thing as a PhD in multifamily, but I think I'm getting pretty close to getting it. I'm just spending an hour with people like yourself and, and these experts in the industry from all different parts of the, the country. It, to me, I've gotten the greatest education I think that anybody could get. And I continue to do. So that would be my advice. I, I, I love that. I appreciate you sharing that. And, and I, yeah, if I were being fully candid here, I, you know, part and parcel, the, the reason I want to 
introduce interviewing into the multifamily collective platform is for that reason, right? I'd like to just glean the wisdom of all of these superstars that have come along before before me or will come along after me. And I just think that there is so much learning out there to do and and what a great way to do it. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, kind of our, to bring to kind of a close, I, I have this interesting thing that I like to do, uh, or I'm at least uh, trying it out, is a something I call start, stop, and keep. And I like it from a personal or a professional perspective. And, and really the idea is to, to do something professionally, uh, or to start doing something, stop doing something, or keep doing something personally, professionally over the next 12 months. And so I'm interested if you're willing <laughs> to answer the, what will you start doing or what will you stop doing and what will you keep doing over the next uh, 12 months, either personally or professionally? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, since we've been talking about what the radio show is about, I'll put it to the, in, in, in the context of the radio show. Perfect. What I'm going to start doing, uh, I just mentioned that, you know, we have a 35,000 uh, individual subscribers uh, to our emails. I'm going to, and that, and that was an organic type of growth. I'm going to start being more aggressive about growing that list because I think that, that, that if I can get the message of what we're doing out to more people, it's going to create a great, a greater, um, uh, listenership and it's going to make for a better show because they'll have more exposure to more guests and, and so forth. So that's what I'm going to start doing. Uh, probably what I'm going to stop doing is stop thinking that just because we've done a show on a similar topic, I don't want to do another one because I'm not the listener and I don't know who was listening to the show the first time or that or a similar topic the first time. And every guest has a different perspective so, so even though we've done, I've, in the past, I've tried to stop, I've tried to not uh, repeat similar topics, but sure. I think, but I think that that's something that I should stop doing and let the guests again, carry, you know, carry the, the show from that standpoint. And then the thing that I'm going to keep doing is I'm just going to keep learning. I'm going to keep learning from what we do and, and, and the great opportunities I have to sit for an hour in person or on the phone every week with somebody in the industry who can who can not only educate me, but educate our listeners on on their expertise, whether they're a, a, a an industry icon or they're a supplier partner or they're at the property management level or whatever it might be, everybody can learn. And, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. I hope that answers your question. It, it absolutely does. And I, I really want to thank you for playing along. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> And, and I do want to take just a second before I ask uh, you to share with uh, our audience where they can find you online and in any closing statement. I, I do want to acknowledge that that you are a true artisan and I really do appreciate just personally, maybe a little bit selfishly, what you do for the industry in terms of providing what I believe to be the, the best education that you can get. Um, and that is, that is listening to the stories that you tease out from uh, the participants. And, and it's interesting. I've, I've at times felt a little intimidated by, I know Paul is going to ask the story <laughs> question, so I better have some story. <laughs> and it better be a good one, and it better be true. So, uh, but, but I think that's where the real learning comes from, is when people can sort of put themselves in your shoes Right. By way of the story that you're telling, and then they can make real application of the of the lessons that are embedded in those stories. So you're an artisan, and I really truly appreciate well, you. Well, thank um, you, and and, and I got and I I just want to say when it comes to the stories, the reason I always ask for those 
is because I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten from people that will say, when that person told the story, I had the same problem at my, at my property. You know I mean? So it, 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 people learn, you know, like, as you said, they put themselves into the story and say, how would I handle that if that happened to me? So it, that's why I do it. it. It's, it's wonderful and beautiful. And I'm glad you're going to keep doing that. <laughs> yes. Um, well, tell us, uh, tell our viewers where they can find you online uh, if they have questions and then any uh, parting statement that you would like to make to the audience or the uh, listeners. Yeah, so so the I'm on LinkedIn. That's that's obviously a way uh, to find me at Paul Marks on LinkedIn. Uh, but uh, but also, if someone wanted to reach out to me to talk about the radio uh, show, or if they need help with water conservation, you can always reach me at my uh, at our website for the radio show at uh, multifamilyradio.com. And the, you know, the show is named Multifamily Matters, but our, our website uh, handle is multifamilyradio.com. And there's a place to contact us there. Just shoot me an email and I'll get back with you to talk about, you know, whatever whatever it is that, that, that you want to talk about. And, um, you know, the only closing comments I would have, I guess, is thank you for having me on. And it's, it's wonderful to be interviewed as opposed <laughs> to being the interviewer. Uh, you did a great job, by the way. And, and, and I think, I think you're, you're, you'll be very successful in doing this. And certainly uh, I'd love to have you back on the show again, and especially talk about the topic you mentioned about the uh, mental health and how that's going to affect people. I think that, I think that's a very important topic. Definitely. Well, Paul, thank you very much for taking time out of your, I'm sure, busy day uh, to do this. And uh, we'll look forward to future episodes of Multifamily Matters and Multifamily Collective, because I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point. Yep, great. Take care. Thank All right. You. Thank you, Mike.